I'm Dada Ishoba King. We're still somewhere in Lagos and somewhere not in Lagos. This is a Nigerian hustle. The podcast about Nigerians in Nigeria who make money by making other Nigerians laugh. How are you, my friend? I'm really very good. I'm in a very, very, very happy mood. At least we finally have a comedian. Uh, mm-hmm. Even though some people some people will say that Nigeria is a comedy on its own. I don't know what they mean by that. But at least we have a, we have officially we have a comedian. Somebody whose duty, whose national and natural duty is to make people laugh so we can understand that so i'm in a good mood yeah absolutely yeah nigeria is a it's a tragedy we can laugh at so <laughs> it, it makes good work for people like like our guest today so for this episode we spoke with laugh up the comedian um he's also an mc an actor and an old friend of ours um what else can we say about laugh up uh he's, he's an amazing person who has um who not just a wouldn't just put himself into his craft but he understands it perfectly he's made a business out of it and the beautiful thing about him also is the fact that he's now gradually lifting people lifting people up with the same business he's reaching out to more people and he he, he has become he has become what you what you might want to call that special being who um took time out to perfect his trade and to pick a particular area and function well in it yeah i don't know if i've said something sensible yeah it's yeah it's sensible i think uh, people can get the gist of it yeah (laughs) so in a sense is that riding the rising tide that lifts all all comedic boats if you want to uh put it that way this episode is in five parts um it's our longest yet um in part one we talk about the early days of his craft um you're going to hear about clown costumes road shows children's parties etc etc we also talk about how covid lockdowns and regulations have changed the art and the business for him and other comedians so um enjoy we'll see you in part two All right, uh, laugh up. Welcome to the Nigerian Hustle. Yeah, thank you, thank you, thank you, Madasi. Thank you for having me. <laughs> so I heard you tell a story many years ago. I think this was around 2007. I doubt that. I, I don't know if you remember telling this story, but it was <laughs> during a frebble, and you talked about how when you were younger. Um, he used to do road shows and face paints and costumes yeah. and all of that, right? <laughs> yes, yes, yes. And I got the impression at the time, and even now, from that story, that at the time you were full of innocent excitement and just enjoying what you were doing and yes, not sir. seeing it as work yes, like sir. that, right? Yes. Sir. How much of that excitement do you still have now? Have you been jaded by the industry? Uh, really, I think... Um... You know, then, I mean, we were just doing this thing because we wanted to and um, we had it in us, you know. I say us because, um, I mean, I have my homeboy that we did it together. We just spoke this morning, <laughs> you know. So, I mean, we would, um, I, I, how much was it that would pay us then, you know. Um, we, uh, I'm not sure, maybe 
500, maybe, I can't, I can't remember. So it was just something, I like to entertain people, you know, I like to, and I love kids, I love to entertain people, and then I also like to entertain kids, because mm. kids, the, the most, the most organized movement for kids is when they're having fun. You are able to, they, they coordinate, you know, better when they're having fun. So guys, uh, I need you guys two fingers up, go. So all of you, you're going to, and then after that, they're cranky, you know, they are, you know, but when it's fun time, they, so for me, you know, I, I was always in the children department, you know, teaching them music, teaching them, you know, um, Bible lessons through music and the rest of it. So um, by extension, you know, I started getting involved with, you know, hosting parties for children. You know, and then we do all the clowning, we paint our faces, you know, we do all of that and we're just having fun, you know. And then whenever I see any children entertainment, you know, shop or store outlet anywhere, I go to them and tell them I'm a very, very good, you know, clown MC. So basically you were just clown MC. Yes, I was just clown MC, like paint my face, give me children, just give me two hundred kids, give me one hundred kids, give me five hours, you know with or without props i will make up my props you know with them through them and maybe their shoes or whatever and then we'll have fun i mean i was just doing this you, you, you never saw it as the main thing that will now be laugh up gongo no initially i didn't see it as that you know yes i would mc events you know you know birthday parties you know here and then i would host as just mcs and the rest but the one i was really giving for and enjoy was that painting of faces i didn't realize that there was so much money involved in it until when i wanted to get myself a costume and then they told me was it 80k that year or 70k to buy a costume to buy a costume you know it was money mm. money was oh. anything then so i never buy this money was really expensive mickey mouse was cheaper because mickey mouse was just the head mm. and then the costume so you can improvise the costume yourself you know so what i wanted banning banning was it mickey was mouse, mickey mouse they were renting mickey mouse at uh, maybe 10k banning was like 20k wow yeah. but they yeah, but the per event, you know. Wow. So I felt ah, just collecting this money from people and just paying up. I like, ah, that means there's money in this thing. Let's also try to invest, you know, get a costume and, and do this. So we would dance. When people open up maybe outlets and stuff, they'll get people to come and I would do that one happily. But really, I was more of, I felt I was more than just wearing a costume and dancing. It was a performance part of it, you know. I just, I also wanted to, you know, do so. We got our first major gig contract, you know, somewhere around. If I could, I'll never remember. I'll never forget. forget. Um, <laughs> and then this woman was so kind, you know. We were new, we were still fresh. We were so we just wanted to walk. Green on you know that kind of thing. So we the money we charged was so low. <laughs> but I was too scared to say, you know, no, I was also too scared. I was just being truthful, you know. After the maybe for four K that put on with make. The cost of just so we needed to do something. So I now explain to the woman like, I'm sorry, I'm not the stuff we wanted to do for the games and some other thing just so that you know this will not go. No, I'm not worried, I'm not worried, I'm not worried. Here, but first born mini, Kotoba, ah, <laughs> she made us more. <laughs> Whoa, I dance be with it. <laughs> we perform like madmen. I wouldn't. That woman, God bless her wherever she is. They call her Alaja, you know. And she's a she's like the big, big sister to one of my aunties, you know, friend, you know. So I mean, that was the first time we really got contracted, you know. I mean, to organize entertainment for an event party, you know. And since then, we kept on doing it, you know. So do you um, still feel 
that kind of excitement now. Obviously, I, you're not wearing costumes and painting. No, your face well, like, yeah, he's wearing that, but yeah, I'm not wearing. Yeah, yeah, I'm still wearing costumes. Just I'm not wearing the fantastic right. you know, <laughs> costume. Yeah, I still feel the excitement. I, I, I tell you because um, for me, and that's a place where um, you know, and how I know this is because of some of the um issues I have with my management is laugh up. They need to pay. <laughs> you know, so that confirms to me that indeed I'm still as excited when the job comes, when the brief comes. Okay, I'll give an example. Yesterday, uh, I need to apologize to Shetter, my one of my boys. You know, um, Shetter. Yeah, MC Shetter worked with me, you know, and trained, you know, with me um, before he started doing his own stuff too. And then, so he told me his show was coming up. Although I was booked to be in Turkey, but I didn't know that my Canadian visa cannot get me. A visa on arrival in Turkey. Whoa. The UK visa could get you, the American visa could get you. So I already knew I was not going to be around, you know. And then something came up, so I thought, okay, yeah. So my man had gone off Shutter's show, and then I put a call through to Princess, and Princess was breaking down. I mean, you saw the video. Yeah. And so she was like, are you going to stay manage for me? It was hard for me to say no. So I had to accept. And then we got there, and um, the people didn't show up. Only one upcoming came who was supposed to open the show. I was stage manager. There was no one to manage backstage. There was no stage to really, you know. That's how I performed for about thirty-five minutes. Whoa! Yeah, you know, and impromptu, impromptu, you know. And it gave me a lot of joy because I have, I think I have about new six jokes just from doing that. So just um, from performing, yeah, just yeah, tempo. Yeah, so I'm asking for my tape to come back so I can work on it you know, ahead of um, December. And that's what comedy club does to you, you know. Um, you get your job. So the excitement for me is still there. Um, it's just that um, I'm a bit more conscious. I'm a business, I mean, I'm more of a businessman than I was before. I'm not less of a, an, a, entertainer. A, a, a entertainer than I'm not less of it. As a matter of fact, even be that, you know, um, I would say maybe I do more effortlessly, you know, um, still a lot of rooms and um, learnings to do. Um, but I would say that um, I'm more I'm conscious of structure now, you know, it's important that the process, you know, is to be, you know, um, given this um, due, you know, um, consideration as the case may be. So, I mean, I want to perform for you. I want to show up anyway. I want to do my thing. I want to shout. I want to yell. I want to turn people on. I want to turn up. But that bills to pay. So you have to pay those bills, you know. I mean, I'm a dad now. <laughs> you know. That of two powerful yeah, children. Yeah, two powerful kids, man. And school fees don't remember that. No, 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 They don't, I mean, I mean, there's this, there's this twist I tell people, like, I call my children's school um, administrator and I say, ah, you know what, all your events this year, how many do we have? So let's go and put a price to it. How much is the school fees? So the school technically you're owing me, but don't worry, I'll do it for you. I'll do it for you. Wow. Do it for you. So and then so just so that I mean I don't have to pay too much school fees. <laughs> <laughs> and then the school administrator called me this year. Like so, I, usually I'll be the one to call. So this year she called. I said, Ah, uh, Mister Lapo, you will have to pay um the full money this year. I said, Come on, I will do event for you guys. You will have to. I mean, you don't have to. Pay. I will charge like five million now, but because of you, I don't mind taking the exact school fees amount for my children. Just to do the event for you. <laughs> I said, don't worry, even Alibaba has called us. He's doing it for free. I said, ah, the country is not terrible. Even Alibaba is hustling now. Because <laughs> <laughs> COVID is not easy. <laughs> nah, nah. You know, man. <laughs> yeah. Speaking of post-COVID, um, yeah. how has how challenging has the landscape been of comedy? It has dealt with us. I mean, that's dealt with us, that's dealt with me, that's dealt with every single part, strata, section, 
of the economy. We even need to ask him first, how did he survive COVID? Ah, yes. Let's go there. Blue alone is survivor. Maybe the word is, how did you arrive from, from COVID? <laughs> yeah, you know how you survived. I mean, it was crazy. First off, I was locked down outside Nigeria. So that one was like, you know, but I'm thankful that I was locked um, locked down outside Nigeria because I was with my family. So that really, I mean, had me a bit very stable because I had them with me. So, I mean, there was no um, reason to be worrying about, um, you know, how they're doing, how they're faring. Or how, how to smuggle yourself across, smuggle, the, yeah, across the border. Know, yeah. So, so before I had gone to visit, I'd done one month, I came back and then I had to leave like the next four days. You know, that was just, you know, that was, and I entered Ghana the day, the day before they started arresting everybody and quarantining them, whether or not they're interested, you know, so that would have been, <laughs> that would have been crazy, you know. So, you know, COVID, you could not gather. Um, my job, basically, is about people gathering. It's about people being entertained. It's about people shaking hands, dancing together. It's about people sweating. <laughs> so, my job is everything anti-covid anti-covid regulations mostly in most cases you know so it was difficult to you know to perform and then another thing was i was outside nigeria so a lot of jobs i got you know because i mean the diaspora quickly aligned Mm. you understand with the new normal you know the youtube shows the zoom zoom shows you know it's like what we're doing now you know you're actually hosting um, a zoom show then yes I, I i started i started some shows at the time but some of the shows that i had for collective which is they needed five comedians to perform for audience in america people were going to pay them in their rooms you know or they bring them to a particular place you know and we needed to it was difficult for me because the studio was in lagos i was Ooh. in Accra. so i couldn't do so i had to be referring passing the jobs passing the jobs you know, and then I'm a creative, I'm a comedian, I'm a performer. I was getting restless. So I came up with an idea, you know, which at the time was the earliest one of it. Which is Owambe, Insta Owambe. Wow. Um Oh yes, I remember. Yeah. So I took my my son's keyboard to that one there <laughs> and I didn't have to play keyboard anyway. So I'll look for the music this now. So I, I went online and then um you would call in live and you would um I think before you could not you could not talk. It was just one person going live and talking. I think mm. during COVID then they had, to, lockdown, they had to say I can't I can't even remember, but before, there was really no need, but yes. COVID made I think COVID now made that happen so much that one person can at least clock in at the time to talk to you. So I took advantage mm. of that. So you would call in and sing, give me any music. If people like it, they'll comment. They'll give you virtual money. And then I had my account number, you know, pinned on the screen. So they'll send me money. So you make money for me. I, I make I pay, I pay I make money for you. you. So make me more money and then you get some. So people were singing. Funniest thing is all the money, all the income I made during lockdown was pretty much from that from that idea. Whoa! Yeah, I had the chat up with Lafa, which was basically you know talking. I spoke with commissioners, different people. That was just you know talks and the rest of it. But the Insta O and Bear was my cash cow during that time. So people would call. Some people like Lafa, they're just crazy. That guy, I like that guy, I like that guy. That guy, they try, they try. So people drop virtual money, drop virtual money. So the more virtual money you're making, 
the more you're likely going to make real cash. So when someone feels that this guy, people are hailing him, oh, Baba, let me just do, okay, you know, let do me normal, do let me do one, let me do k, yeah, you know, let me do this one. People were sending in money, you know. So then, then again, for those that are active, people really dancing and commencing also the course. So it's like when you are, so we're like bringing the whole and experience in a virtual platform. Yeah. So you know when they are spending money, there's some one, there are some little ones that we put down. No matter how much I so I, I could just pick somebody. Okay, you, you know this. And then there was a time we did. So I had so much at some point, not so so much, but again, it was coming from people's free will. So I had to also you know give back, you know. So we had I had people who had kids. If you had kids, you know. So this was this is your show today. Just be commenting and just be dropping your account number and then. Person that was taking 2k, so to be like, okay, at this point, I'm giving 2k. Everybody do something interesting, okay? Now it's 5k, do something, now it's 10k, do something, now it's 20k. Do something so, interesting. so basically, you were sewing back as well, yes, you were being yeah, sold yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I didn't have access to money, I can't even reach the money in Nigeria. <laughs> I was in my access bank <laughs> account, I was in Ghana, you know, the card does not work in Ghana, so <laughs> anyway, but at least you know, people were so for me then. I think again that answers the first question because pretty much it was about the excitement, it was about the love, the passion of the job. I mean, yes, you have to also keep a lady for yourself, but I mean, which, and then someone just called me when I now sent the advert of the show. I broadcasted in one of my, I did a broadcast, but uh, uh, one of my very very wonderful patrons, you know, he saw it and he said, ah, then he just said, you know what, share this with your fan, you know, that alone Whoa. was Whoa. was what payment of two shows for me mm. you know and then he said you know what share with your share with your fans and we did you know and um a lot of people got you know blessed during that time everybody happy finally you know and we are moving on post covid <laughs> that's the most important because the most important thing for for lockdown during the lockdown for um, an average performer the smart one is yes your economy is important you need to make money Second is you need to be in people's face. You need to be you need to, you need to be in the conversation. You need to be buzzing. So mm-hmm. you would rather take the second one, be in the conversation. Because COVID was going to end. Yes, even the big men were dying to start with. So if yeah. you didn't make money, just stay alive. At least, you know. <laughs> so staying alive was one. Being in conversation was two for positive reasons. Not that maybe, you know, a lot of people were in the conversation but they lost their life. You know, I mean, God bless their soul. So, you know. So but then you were alive, so you have to be thankful. Second was, you had an idea and it worked pretty much cool. And then, thirdly, you able to make some, you know, some good and then people are buzzing and that, that was a moment. So, it was, it helped the mental health for uh, mental, you know, uh, mental recovery, mental, recovery balance, for, uh, mental balance for a lot of us, you know, uh, and for me, what for me. So, that alone, I know, once it's six o'clock, you know, and which is five o'clock Ghana yeah. time, you know, I'm already, my people are waiting for me to pause. So, even my kids were, so, I mean, they, they were always supportive. Sometimes they just come. If I was using a toy microphone, <laughs> because there was no props. <laughs> so I was renting a toy microphone. I was using my son's native cap, because, you know, <laughs> because I just moved all my stuff back to Nigeria to try clean. Then that my next trip will be coming. And then I had to go with food rather than my clothing because I knew we were going for lockdown. lockdown. I like this. There's something I've, 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 I'm, I'm, I'm very privileged to have met you at the part should i say the transitioning mm-hmm. because you you were always you've always been laugh up yeah at some point double f yes well, at some yes, point well. but i met you right about that time in school yeah 
then followed you a, followed you a bit. I won't say a whole lot because everybody had to go and. That's what also. But yeah. what was your experience? I knew you were with Alibaba at some point. Yeah. I, yeah. I don't know in what capacity, mm-hmm. but I like what was that experience like? How much of that influence professionally? Um, also as a human being because I know Alibaba I can yeah. understand Alibaba as a human being yes. so how much of that influence can be found in you? Um, ah, there's no I can write my story yeah? my life story without Alibaba hmm. you know first and foremost and um, there's something about me I don't like to complain I just look for a way out of it because there's no point if I'm complaining to you, it's because I really like you. If I don't like you, you know, I don't, you know, like they try, you know, like, you know, it's because I probably want to just, you know, there's something we call Lamba, you know. I just move on, you know, because yeah. question, maybe you forgive or I don't know whether it's forgiveness or whether it's one. And that's for when you have issues. The other side of it is I want my situation to change and I want to do better, you know. I don't care what the you know, disappointment is disadvantages. I just wanted to do better. So while I was in school, a lot of opportunity came. A lot of opportunities, you know, AY Live, this, that. But it was always clashing with school activities for me. I studied theater arts. I mean, you know, yeah. you know. Yeah. So Baba <laughs> Yeah. So you are either playing the main role in one play or the other, and you're not able, you're not you don't have the you cannot miss Riaza for one day. Mm. And this became a lot of issues for me, you know, and even for my friends then, Gabriel and Gabriel, I mean, you understand? Let's so, not talk about Gabriel. So, so, so the problem now is, yeah, I mean, yeah, Gabriel and like my guy, my homeboy. So the problem was, there were few of us who would take the main role, and we were all friends. You, Gabriel, Sukomi. Yeah. So it was difficult the moment Gabriel is gone. You can't leave. I can't leave. Sukomi is great. I, rem- I remember one of such cases in your class. Yeah. That was a, I think that was a um um epitaph for Simon Kisilu or something. Uh, no, we even did uh, no you know we had the major one with Lang Bodusef. Yes. That was even another one. Mm-hmm. I was in the UI swimming team. The player was going out playing a major role, and I'm the social director for supposed Bello. to be the executive producer of that play itself, looking for money, trying to go, you know, trying to make sure that I mean I I I, I mark my register at the training. For the swimming team, how did you manage all that? It wasn't easy, but you have to. <laughs> you have to. You know, one of my one of my bonds then I call him my uncle T. He's Pastor T now. You know, um, he took me to my secondary school and then he told me, "Laugh up! I want you to turn this school upside down with your brain." I was young, I didn't, you know, so I felt like I, I was I did it below par. And so when I was entering UI, I played that same situation in my head, having my hand being held by Uncle T again and saying, "Laugh up." Entering the school, turn it upside down with your head. And for me, it's my creativity, my talent. That's the that's the thing that I think I would I can compete with anywhere in the world. That's what I have. That's what I put on the table. You say put your best foot forward. For me, it's my talent. That's it. So I felt I needed to, you understand. I lost out on that in secondary school. I don't want to have to lose out on that now in secondary school. So I wanted to do as much as I can do to feel good with myself, you know. And I remember one time when um uh, Mrs. Bamloe, you know, the wife of uh, Mac Bamloe, oh, yeah, yeah. and she came to UI. 
Um, but I wasn't a church boy. At some point, I was. Funny, I was even in the choir at Trem. At Trem, you know, I was even singing. I didn't. I don't know how that happened. I was even the lead, you know, praise worship guy. But it was just someone who just believed in me, you know. And I, you are talking, was drumming at school. Oh, Godzilla! Yeah, yeah, you know. Oh dear. So, yeah, you know. Was, I mean, so you can imagine, you know. And I would look like really like some, you know. You know, Christian rejects, kind of. You know, we're just, and then this guy just, I mean, and it was a good time for me, you know. And I was like the break I had, you know, and I was happy I was able to, you know, serve God with it at the time. 